This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. Positions, a safe place for trans communities, our friends and our allies to share our experiences. We'll discuss our issues, our challenges and our successes. We'll occasionally make you cry and hopefully we'll educate and inspire you. Welcome to Transpositions on Joy 94.9. Good evening. You are listening to Transpositions. My name is Michelle. Uh, joined tonight by my co-host, Migzy. Hello, Michelle. How are you? I'm doing good, Hey, sweetie. I was going to say, very well done just before, actually. I, oh, I was, thank you. I was listening to you quite intently while you were there on World Wide Wave, and your story is quite an amazing story. And I, sometimes I think it's, I get quite oblivious to your story because we just talk stuff all the time. and <laughs> We're we just talking <laughs> bullshit at the time. Well, yes, we do. But, but the thing is, the best part about what we do on this show is it, it it brings a lighter side to the to some of the darkness that and the negativity you see within the community yeah. and we, we try to just have a bit of fun and absolutely laugh so we, at ourselves we we do see that negativity from time to time and but, those but it's, it's a good aussie humor mate oh yeah good on yeah. you mate sweet mate <laughs> hey look i tell you what guys we have got an amazing show lined up for you guys tonight we have uh Cho Hurst. we're going to be speaking to her later on tonight she's the author of the gender fairy and uh we're going to show to her very shortly just with regards to what happened when she was up in up in canberra just um on yeah Yesterday, Monday, and, and it, then we'll, I'll say it was a continuation, a continuous, a small continuation uh, from our uh, back to school series we did yeah. recently that and you'll find in our podcast that were just popped up there too. Yeah, uh, but also bringing in Kelly, Kelly Glanny from Ke- Sydney. Yes, yeah, so we're talking to Kelly as well. So we can be talking about the IQ two Ethics Centre debate, uh, which is quite appropriate at this point in time. But also we'll be talking to Kelly with regards to the gender trailblazers, which is also happening in Sydney next week as well. Oh, everything's happening in Sydney next week. So you quickly had something to say? No, so she, I, I couldn't have done it better than she did. <laughs> <laughs> Very well. Hey, look, I've got a great track lined up for you guys tonight. It's a love song. It's a dedication. It's something for Cardinal Pole from George, sorry, from Tim Minchin. So it is a love song. Come home, George. We want you back. You are listening to Transpositions on Joy 94.9. It's a lovely day in Ballarat I'm kicking back Thinking of you I hear that you've been poorly I am sorry that you're feeling blue I know what it's like when you feel a little shitty You just want to curl up And have an itty bitty do not day But a lot of people here really miss you, Georgie They really think you ought to just get on a plane We all just want you to come home Cardinal Pell, I know you're not feeling well And being crook ain't much fun Even so we think you should come home Cardinal Pell, come down from your citadel 
compelled to come home by a sense of moral duty perhaps you will come home and freaking sue me I don't know about suing. I think there's a gorgeous song. You are listening to Transpositions on Joy 94.9. Michelle, stop playing with your phone. Stop playing with your tweeting. phone. Do you know, okay, so Michelle, do you know what time it is? It is time for the news. Time for the news. Like I'm an old duck and you put my glasses on. Put your on glasses here. on. You're old. You are an old duck, Michelle. I am an old duck. All <laughs> righty then. Actually, I can't call you an old duck. Why? Because you're younger than me. I am. So that makes me a super old duck. Yeah, you're what, 30? <laughs> Oh, come on! <laughs> I'm 40-something. Yeah, yeah, something. All right, now, 
According to The Advocate, 2016 is the most dangerous year for transgender Americans. So, there's a bit of a report done on this. In this country, too. Yeah, well, no, America's even worse. Like, we don't have, like, a lot of the violence and stuff. So, transgender people are under attack like never before, with more than three dozen proposed new laws across 16 states, according to a new report by the Human Rights Campaign. In all, Human Rights Campaign counts 44 bills targeting transgender people uh, that are in the works in 16 states. That's twice more as they were uh, introduced in all of 2015. And nearly two dozen of the measures focus on trans students. The anti-trans legislation is unprecedented and harmful and alarming. According to a release accompanying the report, some bills seek to make it harder for trans people to access gender-affirming health care, and others deny trans people access to bathrooms, locker rooms, and athletic teams that align with their gender identity. They are just a portion of which the HRC called a stunning surge of more than 175 anti-LGBT bills in 32 states this year. Last year, anti-LGBT lawmakers introduced at least 125 across the country. Of those, 21 specifically targeted trans people, and through efforts of HRC, uh, none became law. Kind of scary. Very kind, scary. Kind of really scary. Now, the boys on World Wide Wave actually wanted to touch on this one. Okay, let's So touch I'm it. carrying on. I'm carrying on for so it. So let's talk about this one. Okay. So pageant winner loses crown for not being transgender enough. And let me tell you what, according to what they're saying here, I'm a drag queen. The winner of a transgender beauty pageant in the UK has had her crown taken away because organizers considered her to be not transgender enough. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> it's you are. You aren't trans. You know whether uh, you you're know. trans or not. And you know at a young age. Well, according to this, the BBC documentary footage shows um, Jay Daralato, 22, working out in a gym, wearing a t-shirt and shorts, was a enough to label her as a drag queen and not living full time as a woman. Other video emerged six months after September's pageant showing her wearing boxer shorts. According to her, she says, being transgender is not some exclusive club. There are many of us in it and we are different from one another. Uh, she has criticized the pageant as forcing transgender women into female stereotype of long hair, tight clothes, and lacy underwear. To be honest, if this was, if I, if this says that I'm, yeah, no, that I must be a drag queen. Yeah, you know, you, you walk around society and you see women of all different shapes and sizes, hair links, haircuts, and everything else like that, all in between. How, how can you prescribe this seriously? Oh, a woman has to sit, I mean, has on. to fit a certain stereotype. That's uh, kind of really unfortunate. Uh, you know what? To me, honest, I, I you know I still wear boxers every now and then when I go to bed, so I find them still comfortable. So bleh. yeah, well, you're a woman still. I am still a woman. Yeah. Um, now, over in the UK, transgender patients forced to wait for four years for sex change operations on NHC. We should really reach out to um, uh, Stephanie Hurst on this one. We should, actually. Um, they're saying that um, many many uh, patients are forced to travel hundreds of miles for treatment. Uh, she says the results are heartbreaking. Uh, people seeking hormone therapy and transition surgery should be granted an appointment uh, within 18 weeks, but they're waiting up to 12 and 18 months, um, up to four years for this. So this, it's just patients are, fa- are facing a lottery code um, a post code lottery as a mm. services. So, yeah. Now, this is a good news story. This is good news story. This and this is going to be flowing into our mm-hmm. bit with, with Joe. Uh, so one of the things we covered recently in our Back to School series was a group of, of young transgender people going to Canberra to lobby for change. Mm. Uh, as we dis- uh, discussed, um, according to law, trans kids need to go to court to access the sta- second stage of treatment, regardless of what they and their parents want or doctors recommend. Mm. Um, there's been a fair few articles discussing the parents going up there to Canberra um, to fight the family court 
courts to get approval for cross-sex hormone therapy before they're 18. At this stage, Australia is the only country in the world that requires court approval for what is known as second stage of treatment, where trans males are given testosterone and females are given estrogen. Um, so the, the estimated costs are between ten and 30000 for young people waiting to get the okay. And so we will be talking to Joe shortly about the update coming up from in Canberra. And that is the That's news. the news. You are listening to Transpositions on Joy 94.9. Um, is there antagonism between trans women and drag queens? I wouldn't actually say antagonism. Um, unfortunately, people look at us and one of the first things they start asking is if we're drag queens and drag queens are more of entertainers and we're not entertainers. No. So that's that's what it is. And we just it's just not nice being confused as an entertainer to... I'm a to, woman. Exactly. I'm a it's, woman. it's an identity thing, really. So it nothing is. against drag queens. I love quite a few drag queens. Yeah. Uh, guess who's back? Who's back? Great Granny's back. Yay! Tony's back. Yay! I'm back. No work tonight. Enjoying the show and also World Wide Wave before. Great to hear your story, Michelle. Love Great Granny from the West. Oh, thank oh, you, Tony. Lovely. Hey, Michelle, guess who I've got on the phone? Who do you have on the phone? I have got our lovely friend, Joe Hurst. Joe, how are you? I'm great. Thank you. What? How are you? Joe. Good. Hey, Joe, guess what I've got for you? What? <laughs> A round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for joining us tonight. How are you? I, I'm tired, but I'm great. Thank you so much. So, pray tell, why are you tired? Uh, because a group of us, families of transgender children, went to Amber yesterday to argue to get stage two hormones for trans teens out of the court where they do not belong. And it was fantastic. A lot of foot stomping. Give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. <laughs> oh, look, a lot of us, we broke up and we all saw different MPs and senators and, and spoke privately. But then there was a panel where we had some mums and children speak and Michelle Telfer spoke, uh, Fiona Kelly, a lawyer, spoke. Honestly, it was it was amazing. I cried through the whole thing. The mums and the children spoke so beautifully and the room was just full of support there is such bipartisan support for this now it's i'm so hopeful oh that sounds really good so bipartisan support was cory bernardi there uh, no he was invited <laughs> i believe kate goat did invite him I think, did kind. she yeah, yeah actually i think i remember kate saying something about that <laughs> and unfortunately yeah. yeah i don't think um yeah no it didn't happen unfortunately hey look so what exactly happened and what's actually the process going on from here so what happens is that now hopefully we will have, um, we will see what happens, but hopefully we'll have a bill that is supported by everybody and we'll just go through. That's what we're hoping for. Oh, great. And how did the kids sort of take everything yesterday? Because I understand there was a few of the transgender children up there as well. There were a lot of transgender kids. Uh, they were fantastic. They were so great, so well-spoken, so brave telling their stories to all these politicians and strangers. But they felt so strongly about it. And why wouldn't they? It's their bodies and their lives they're you, talking about. You, you need to they're some amazing. You need to take some photos of everybody and tag us on Twitter and, and Facebook. And, and just so we can see the faces and, and just some of the, yeah, uh, I'm speechless. I just think it's so awesome. Yeah, I think yeah I've actually tweeted a lot of photos and Facebooked a lot of photos on the Gender Fairy page today, but I will tag you. But I've taken photos, group photos, photos of the kids, lots and lots of photos. They were just amazing. Now, I also understand uh, the Green Senator, uh, Janet Rice, was there as well. Is that correct? Yeah, she, she's been quite instrumental. Warren Inch put the um, the whole thing together, but Janet Rice has been quite instrumental in putting all this together as well. She's been fantastic, and she's always a great supporter of all of our kids. Yep. Amazing woman. I think probably, obviously, the, for Janet, her story is quite pers personal as well uh, with regards to her mm. partner. So I think this is a really good thing. Was there any sort of indication as to how long it would take for any sort of amendments to go through uh, go through Parliament, both houses? Once the process actually gets started, my understanding is that 
that it shouldn't take too long, but we don't actually have a timeline yet. Mm, well, let's hoping. Hey, now, Joe, while we've got you on the phone, I wanted to speak to you about something which happened in the press today, which has sort of caught, caught me off guard, and I was, I was a little bit sort of stumped oh. by it because you are a stakeholder in this because there is the, um, the Prime Minister has ordered a review of the content which is in the Safe Schools Coalition. Is that correct? Mm. What? Yeah, that is correct. What, what does that mean for you? Because you are the author of The Gender Fairy, um, as we spoke earlier on, and I believe that your book itself is actually used by the Safe Schools Coalition, so really you're providing yeah. content to, to the Safe Schools. Yeah, I, I, it is one of the resources that Safe Schools use. They have a lot of resources that they use. And the, the thing is, it, it is really disappointing to see someone like our Prime Minister come out and, and think this needs to be looked at when the experts uh, and the schools are all in favour of it. However, it's a great opportunity for people to see, to have a really good look at safe schools and see what they do and look at their resources and see what a fantastic and important program it is. So I'm kind of looking at it as an opportunity for people to really, really take a good hard look at the actual facts rather than the scaremongering that's peddled around by some people and, and get on board. What Perhaps ki- it will actually work as promoting safe schools in the end, hopefully. What kills me is after having Melon here from Safe School, yourself and, and Kylie, mm. and you know, mm. you look at the, some of the material we had sitting here, and you look at your book and, and how they're describing and explaining um, the Safe Schools Coalition and, and the inappropriate material. I'm going, this is, this is a mm. children's book. <laughs> I know. I, well, they're talking about a lot of the different material. They're talking about the material for minus 18 as well. But it, it, there's so much misinformation that they're spreading. This material is age-appropriate, it is given where needed, and it is, believe me, it is needed. And when they go into a classroom, safe schools are always working in a very age-appropriate way. For example, as you would know, because I've talked to you about the book before, when we're talking to young children, mm. we, we're talking in a very age-appropriate way. And But when they're talking to older children, they again, they work with the schools. It's the school's choice about what to provide the children with and they're also working in an age-appropriate way and I think that um, there's actually some study being done, some proper really good quality research being done about the effects of safe schools and once this research comes out and the findings come out, science will actually prove that safe schools is a good program. It definitely is. And I think... Because our our interview with Sarah... Our interview with Sarah during the the Back to School series we did, you know, helping Sarah transition within the the school system, you know, and and Mm. it, it created a safe environment for her to do that. So uh, it's unfortunate. Yeah. I think you had something, Mixie. Yeah, well, look, I, a little while ago, probably last week or the week before, I did actually reach out to Victorian, the Minister for Equality, um, Martin Ferguson, and he, he basically, Foley. Yeah, yeah, Martin Foley, sorry, um, and he, he came to me and he he, quite, he provided me with, with a quote, and he said, Labor is pleased that we launched the Safe Schools uh, in 2008, and we've now funded to take this program to every secondary school in the state. Personally, mm. he says, I was pleased to launch the Gender Fairy as a book, as an exemplar for what schools, carers and the wider community can do to assist to assist gender dysphoria and question, in questioning environments. The Victorian government is proud to support the safe schools and will continue to do so equally proudly. It builds better communities yeah. and saves lives. It does save lives and Victorian Labor and Martin Foley have been incredibly supportive of the safe schools program and the reality is that it does save lives. The reality is that my child, even though he's only seven, wouldn't be going to school if it wasn't for safe safe schools and a safe school environment and his mental health uh, it would be catastrophic 
the consequences of that. And there are older children who refuse to go to school until safe schools have been to the school so that they know that it's safe for them. And what do you think happens to them when they're at home, depressed, becoming more and more depressed because they think their social group and their school environment won't accept them? And they're tragic consequences. Our kids need this. There's no question about that. Mm. Well, I definitely, and, and one of the things I agree with, like I saw a petition that's going on around with uh, Jason uh, Twazin McShane, and I totally agree with him um, that if safe school collusion was around when I was at school, it would have been a positive impact to my well-being growing up. And and mm. this is exactly, you know, what it what it does. So. Mm. There you go. Look, Absolutely. Joe, jo, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, oh, thank you. We've really appreciated talking to you, and uh, hopefully get to catch up again soon because you do some amazing work, which we really do appreciate. <laughs> she, she's like a like an I, extra co-host. You too. <laughs> she is. She is. <laughs> I always love being with you guys, and oh, it was amazing to hear your story, Michelle. It, oh, it thank gave you. me goosebumps. It really did. <laughs> I'll talk to you about that another time. Definitely. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Are you Arab and from GLBTI community? Halim is a new community social group supporting those from Arab background and other nationalities who speak Arabic. Halim celebrates the unique cultural background and diverse sexuality of Arab people of the community. Gatherings are held monthly on the first Wednesday of the month. For more information, search Halim Melbourne on Facebook. Joy 94.9 Hi, this is Sia and you're listening to Joy 94.9 
Welcome back. You're listening to Transpositions on Joy 94.9. My name is Michelle with my co-host Mingzi. And on the line, we have our guest, Kelly. Kelly, you there? I certainly am. Now, Kelly, before we broke away to our messages and song, we started touching on the Information Squared uh, debate. Yeah, um, the Intelligence Squared debate is one of a number of really exciting events on um, during Sydney Mardi Gras Festival this year. Um, this will take place at City Recital Hall at Angel Place in Sydney on the Thursday, the 3rd of March. For those who aren't familiar with the format, Intelligence Squared is a global franchise that's broadcast by the BBC and ABC that creates a mutually respectful debate forum where some of the most challenging ideas in the world get trashed out by some of the brightest people in the world. It's heavily moderated. I don't know if anyone remembers just recently, Stan Grant um, had a speech that he gave at the last Intelligence Squared debate, which was on racism killing the Australian dream in Australia that went viral to millions of people online. It's an incredibly powerful platform that reaches an audience of 70 million worldwide and we believe provides us with a huge opportunity to reach people with positive messaging about the trans experience who normally wouldn't tune in um, to the kinds of events that we have on a community level during Mardi Gras, where it's mostly we're preaching to the converted, the people who come along are already firm trans allies. One of the advantages of this kind of debate format is we actually have interlocutors coming along who disagree with us, but who understand the need for a civil and mutually respectful discourse. And we get to debate the ideas with them, but at the same time, we're also getting their followers and supporters to listen to our arguments. And that's one of the reasons that I'm really excited about the potential for this debate to change a lot of hearts and minds, not just here in Australia, but all over the world. I know this is something you and I have been pretty passionate about and working on for quite some time now um, and helping get this ball rolling. I mean, you use so much more than I, um, but um, we... Uh, <laughs> There has been, without going too much depth, there has been a bit of uh, issues around that. And I think you had questions, Miggy. Yeah, because I know that this event, uh, previously before in the past, when it was announced, that there was a degree of controversy um, with the event. Is that right, uh, Kelly? Oh, there, there was certainly some controversy early on. The Ethics Centre set out in late November um, to consult with trans and gender diverse people across Australia Unfortunately, a couple of the advocates who were approached early in that consultation, rather unfortunately in my estimation, chose to go to the media and raise concerns about what the Ethics Centre were doing before they'd really got into a conversation with the Ethics Centre about those concerns. Obviously, that caused a lot of distress in the community. Um, unfortunately, the Ethics Centre staff were actually subjected to death threats and a sort of tirade of vitriol which comes from our community. And yes. this is why I've subsequently been saying that I think community leaders have to be a little bit careful about going and saying things in the public domain that engenders unnecessary fear within our community because my own experience has been that the Ethics Centre has been happy to listen. They've been amenable to our input. Um, they've been totally um, focused on positioning this debate so that it didn't unfold in the in the way that previous debates or some of the commentary that we've seen 
from people like Sheila Jeffries and Jermaine Greer in the mainstream media has unfolded where we haven't had right of reply, where there hasn't been a well-moderated kind of structure that precludes people engaging in dehumanising rhetoric. So hopefully moving forward, we will get better at doing this kind of stuff. Mm. But, yeah, I think this is a wonderful opportunity. We have Andrea James coming from the USA, who, as I said earlier, is one of the smartest advocates in the world. She has amazing knowledge and expertise that she brings to the table Peter Hindle, who started a gender agenda down in Victoria, um, will be on that panel. And we have John Haldane, who is a senior advisor to the Pope, a theologian, who will um, debate the other side of the proposition, which the proposition is society must recognise trans people's gender identities. Okay, that sounds interesting. And who else was actually on the on the panel as well? Is there any other, anyone else there? The other person on the panel is Dr. Bronwyn Winters, who is an academic from Sydney University, um, who is a radical feminist, but not, I guess, of the Sheila Jeffries kind of ilk. She understands the need for this respectful conversation and is really quite empathetic, as is John, as to, as to the great hurt that gets caused by some of the more colourful sort of demagoguery that passes as commentary in our mainstream media. And so what we're trying to do here is to create a conversation that's far more nuanced, far more evidence-based and far more mutually respectful than, unfortunately, so much of what we see in our global media. Okay. Look, uh, Kelly, that sounds absolutely amazing. I'm really looking forward to this event. I think really a lot of positive things are really going to come out of it. So, look, and the other thing is, well, I want to say a big thank you for joining Michelle and myself tonight on Transpositions and uh, I hopefully look forward to seeing you next week uh, at Mardi Gras in Sydney. No, really looking forward to seeing you and thanks to both of you and to everyone across the country who's contributing on some level to moving our overarching agenda forward. Together we are strong and that by each of us taking all of our different approaches, we're all doing our little bit to make things better for all trans and gender diverse people. Definitely. Look, Kelly, thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate it. And we'll see you again very soon. You are listening to Transpositions on Joy 94.9. Welcome back. You are listening to Transpositions. And unfortunately, it is the end of the show. It has come to the end of the hour, unfortunately. So we really do appreciate you guys listening to us tonight. If you did miss tonight's show, you can get us on our podcast, which is on joy.org.au forward slash transpositions. I know they've been a bit backlogged, but now we are completely caught up. Thank you so much to Colin and to Jason for all the hard work you've done. If you want to reach out to us, you can get us on Twitter at transpausejoy949, or you can email us at transpositions at joy.org.au. Or via Facebook? Absolutely, by Facebook. Uh, so, unfortunately, it is the end of the show. So, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We are back next week, and we look forward to seeing you then. You are listening to Transpositions Talk on Joy. Talk to you then. Ooh, girl, you're shining like a Fifth Avenue diamond. And they don't make you like they used to. You're never going out of style. Ooh, pretty baby. This world might have gone crazy. The way you save me, who could blame me when I just want to make a smile? I want to do you like Michael. I want to kiss you like Prince. Let's get it on like Marvin Gaye, like Hathaway. Write a song for you like this. You're over my head, I'm out of my mind. Thinking I was moon in the wrong time. One of a kind, living in a world gone plastic. Baby, you're so classic. Baby, you're so classic. Yeah. 
for you to notice All the way to serenade you Doing it's not style I'ma pick you up in a Cadillac Like a gentleman Bring it glamour black Keep it real to real in the way I feel I could walk you down the aisle I wanna do you like Michael I wanna kiss you like Prince Let's get it on like Marvin Gaye Like Hathaway Write a song for you like this find more joy casts and show blogs go to thanks for listening to another joy podcast brought to you by australia's lgbtqia plus community media organization joy help us keep joy on air head to joy.org.au joy a diverse sound for a diverse community